The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. The Jaguars and the Dolphins did a football thing in Florida on Thursday night, and we are here to talk about it with the NFL Super Friends. Assemble myself, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach. What's up? Oh, before I do that, I'm just to tell you that the Dolphins plus three covered because the Dolphins won 31 to 13. They humiliated the Jaguars. The under somehow hit. I don't know how that bleep the under hit, but it did. It was dead the whole way. It was dead. It, the over was a locked in the entire way. And the under like, uh, like the, like the undertaker gif in that is popular on memes rose from the coffin. Like Ryan Wilson just did. You can see him do it on YouTube. Um, if you haven't subscribed, go to youtube.com. Slash pick six, hit that subscribe button. We are uh, nearing the deadline for our pizza party, and we may just emerge victorious in a, it's a crazy comeback by us against uh, the fast-starting David Sampson. Top fantasy performers, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 27 points, and James Robinson, 24 points. The Jaguars' first year back, undrafted, uh, actually scored twice and caught a ton. Of, he was their leading receiver as well. We will get to all of that in a minute. Wilson, Breach, what's up? Guys, just in case you're wondering, um, I don't re- uh, usually wear a hat. I'm wearing a backwards hat just in case I meet the CEO of Chevron or Bank of America. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. And also, speaking of things you don't usually wear, I am wearing a T-shirt hoodie. I'm dressed down uh, so that I can't unzip anything and show off my chest hair because, as we know, we got all got enough chest hair tonight watching Ryan Fitzpatrick in the post-game interview. I mean, if I'd known, I would have like, I would have. Uh... You know, I would have, I would have, I would have pulled down on a full V-neck like Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic was Brenton, in now, now we have to tag this TVMA17 because you just showed something <laughs> you shouldn't have shown. Don't, don't subscribe to YouTube for this episode. Don't make me Wait for the next one. Wait don't for the next me, one. I'll slip a net. Don't make me do it. <laughs> don't make me do it, Breach. Uh, Fitzmagic was outstanding. It was not Fitztragic. It was Fitzmagic. A perfect passer rating. A hundred and... I don't think that's right. Oh, yeah, no, 100 and, uh, sorry. He had a perfect passer rating on passes of 10 plus air yards or more. Five of six for 87 yards, one touchdown and no interceptions on those throws. Overall, 18 of 20 for 160 yards, two touchdowns, 133.3 passer rating. Blue, 90% of his friggin' passes 
The Dolphins, Miles Gaskin was great on the ground, 22 carries for 66 yards. Devontae Parker in the high Uh And Gardner Minshew was absolute dog poo throughout mm-hmm. most of the night. The Jaguars receivers did him no favors. And the Jaguars, frankly, after beating the Colts in week one and competing with the Titans in week two, took a massive step back. This is this team sucks. Screw this team. They're 13 mm. points. Screw them for not being able to do anything more than manage that against a Dolphins defense that was begging for them to come through the back door and like post some points to hit the over. They couldn't do anything. That was embarrassing. What a joke. And I, like, I like Jay Gruden. I think he's a good coach, but I mean, spread out your offense. What are you doing running into the middle of the offensive line over and over again? What you're not like having some, do some crossing routes, do some. Uh, match, apparently do some you didn't play. watch a single Bengals game when Gruden was the offensive coordinator there. I they knew were, that was coming. They were good with him. Uh, I mean, they were good, but that's because they had more talent than Jacksonville has right now. Those plays work when you have, uh, good players. All of the prop bets that RJ and I discussed on the, pregame pod were obliterated and what's crazy is so like keelan cole and lavisca chanel once dj shark was ruled out their prop number shot up through the roof the jaguars were down the entire game and they still didn't i don't know how that happened they still didn't so the jaguars were down the entire game Gardner Minshew threw 42 times and nobody had a over and, and the, no wide receiver had more than 50 yards receiving how the hell does that happen? I mean, Minshew was awful. He's Derek Carr in that he throws the ball one yard past the line of scrimmage typically. I don't think they had a pass at least late into the third quarter that went beyond 16 yards for a completion. Um, maybe eventually they did. I think Robson had one that went for 24, it looks like. But prior to that, Keenan Cole had the longest reception for 16 yards along with LaVisca Chenault. Um, so that's a concern. Um, also, I'm going to read you a couple stats here that made, uh, You'll be got you guys be surprised to learn after going thirteen three gets spread last week. I'm one and zero because I took the Dolphins to cover sure. plus three. But here's did you pick fun... them the win straight up or no, just cover? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I love that breach is only in the straight up game. He doesn't care about against the spread. That's how you win your money. That's how you win your money. Play it safe. So here's the Dolphin coming into this game had lost four of their last uh, Thursday night games by a combined score of 140 to 37. Uh, they scored 31 points in this victory. Uh, they had recorded zero takeaways in those four games prior to Thursday night. They had two, thanks to the Gardner Minshew strip sack by Kyle Van Noy, and then a terrible interception at the end there to Xavier Howard when they were trying to push the ball into the end zone. And um, last week's 33-30 loss for the Jaguars marked the 21st straight time they uh, had lost the game when they had allowed more than 24 points. That is now 22 straight. So, uh, yeah, I think the Jaguars in that Colts game probably says, said more about the Colts than the Jaguars. Colts bounced back last week. Jaguars do not look G-rate. Um, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I agree with Brinson's, um, I, you're going to say, know what, you're that, saying. what are you saying? You're saying that Jacksonville was, isn't that good or they didn't look that good in the first two weeks. I'm saying that the Colts played bad in that game and that the Colts at the end of the year are probably going to be a lot better team than they look like in week one and the Jaguars going to be a crap ton worse. Oh, right. okay. I, I agree no, with no, that. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. I agree yeah. with that completely. And I think I said that on Sunday night or I said it before the week. I was like, this is one of those games where the Jaguars are going to win it. And you're, and then like 10 weeks later, we were like, whoa, like, right. how did the Jaguars win that game? So Jacksonville, um, 
kept it close. I think, I think what we may have missed here, and maybe you didn't, Ryan, because you took the Dolphins. I took the Jaguars like a, like a jabroni. I didn't bet on them, but I had them plus three. Um, I think what we missed was that the, the Jaguars got sort of a clunky Colts team that wasn't on the same page, had a new quarterback, all of that stuff in week one, traveling on the road as huge favorites. It was just a weird spot. And then in week two, they got a Titans team that frankly probably doesn't have a great defense right now. Whereas the Dolphins actually played the Pats and the Bills pretty close, all things considered. And I, I think and Nick, uh, Nick Costas, our former coworker and I were texting about this. He was like, I think the Jags, he's like, I think the Dolphins are free money, like plus three. Like he's, they're just a the better team. And I think he might be right. And the Jaguars, he, he was right. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. And man, Minshew. <sighs> well, Brenton, to your point real quick, I don't see, I think we were in the same boat as far as Jacksonville goes. I don't think you can. Look down on those first two weeks of the season. They looked impressive. You can say what you want about the Colts. They're starting a new quarterback. You know, they weren't fresh and Phillip Rivers threw a backbreaking interception like Phillip Rivers always does. Last week against the Titans, the, the Jacksonville offense looked good. I mean, say what you want about the, the Titans defense held Denver to 12 points in week one. And that was Denver the only week this season where they're probably going to be at full health. Uh, could only score 12 points. So it's not like this was a bad Tennessee team. There was a good reason that people were on Jacksonville. But I think the second part is where you hit the nail on the head is that I think a lot of people were just underestimating the Dolphins because they were 0-2. That Patriots game that they played in week one, it was 14-11 to with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. So we're talking that was a very winnable game with Miami. Obviously, they were were beating the Bills in the fourth quarter. So we're talking about two. This they could easily be two and zero, and I think that not easily. You You say that every year. Not easily could they be two and zero. They could be two and zero. It's it's within the. This is not the Jets. The Jets could not be two and zero based on what happened in the first two weeks of the season. I'll say if four or five plays went a different way, the Dolphins could be two and zero versus the Jets. If ninety eight plays went a different way. They could be two and zero, and and that's the difference right there. And so I just think there was a lot of underestimating, definitely by me and Brinson and, and Wilson. You picked them to cover, uh, so maybe not so much. But I, I just think that we underestimated what the Dolphins did the first two weeks of the season against two good teams. I will say this, and I don't know if we underestimated anything because if you look at Football Outsiders, and I, they're all stats based. It's you know how do you do on every play compared to every other team in that situation. Coming into this game, the Jaguars were twelfth in the league overall. Their offense was six. Their defense was 27th. And we saw why their defense was 27th as Ryan Fitzpatrick covered them up. But they were ahead of Tennessee, Dallas, San Francisco, Arizona, Chicago, all better than them in terms of DVOA. And the Dolphins are 31st. And do you guys want to guess who the 32nd team is in terms of total efficiency, according to football outsiders heading into week three? Jets. Uh, the Steelers? No, it's, it's even sadder than that. The Eagles. Don't yes. say the Bengals. It's the no, Eagles. It's the Eagles. Thank God. I didn't sorry. want anybody on this podcast. Besi- uh, oh, sorry, Debo. Wait, was that a good set or a bad set? <laughs> that the Eagles are dead last in DVOA. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I saw Aaron Shots tweet that out. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could have answered the question as such instead of staring off into space. I'll, I'll tell you what I was reading later. I don't want to talk Thinking about, about chest hair. For instance, can't talk about it because I'm not going to say why. You have to watch you YouTube to why. find out. So. So do the let me Jaguars ask you, have a Gardner Minshew problem, or do the Jaguars have a Gardner Minshew solution? That was my question. So uh, after two weeks, I was like, okay, no worry, no need to worry about Trevor Lawrence. So right now, if Trevor Lawrence is there and you're the Jaguars, you have that pick. 
Basically. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Right. Well, it's a no-brainer. Lunch, like, if, I'm going back to school for a If you're degree. Jacksonville, if you have the number one overall pick, it's because Gardner Minshew wasn't good. So it's obviously you take him. I think the issue is what if you go like 5-11 and 11 and you have the fifth overall pick and maybe you could trade up the number one with the right amount of ammo. That is when it gets dicey. Do you think about doing that or do you say, eh, this is Minshew's first year as a starter. He got us to five and 11. Maybe that is where, you know, you start to ask questions, well, but if let, they have the number one overall pick, you take them because that means Garner Minshew wasn't any good. Let's, let's say they're five and 11. And just like the Chargers did, they took Justin Herbert. Um, they had more of a reason to because they were getting rid of Phil, Philip Rivers, but let's say they, that the Jaguars like Justin Fields and he's there at five and he's, you know, as good as Justin Herbert, let's say in terms of by the way, by the time we get there, so all this, you're probably taking him there too. Given what we saw tonight from Gardner Minshew, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that if they go five and eleven, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, Minshew could be good. They could go five and eleven. Like this team sucks. They suck. Well, bad. Their this defense, would, would you their take defense is young and terrible? Well, their offensive he, line isn't very good. Cam Robinson got tossed in this game unfairly, by the way, uh, and, completely unfairly. That was yeah, that was and, the worst call of the season. If DJ Chark's not there, like Lavishka Sonal, it's awesome. But I mean, how are you not getting? I didn't, I didn't think it was a very good offensive game plan. I don't know. I mean, I don't yeah, know. And that, well, that's the thing is that we're knocking Minshew when he didn't have his top receiver. You know, this is it, Minshew but wait a second. the last two weeks. Look, Chris Conley was wide ass open to, to quote Bruce Arians in the back of the end zone and he overthrew him by 40. It was a bad throw. Now, Chris Conley dropped about 27 passes leading up to that. So yeah. fair enough. I mean, it wasn't all on Minshew, but I'm saying if you're in a position to take a franchise quarterback, it's hard to pass on one. Because Minshew isn't the slam dunk answer. That's all I'm saying. Minshew is not the slam dunk answer. He's. I mean, we don't know what he is. We don't. I mean, we just don't. I was actually thinking coming into this game, if the Steelers had Gardner Minshew last year, they go to the playoffs. Like he is certainly better than Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. But again, he ain't going to. Well, let me ask you this: What if Gardner Minshew's just Ryan Fitzpatrick? That's great. He he'll have a 15 year career, and he can grow the mustache as long as he wants, and come in and. You know, be a gunslinger for four or five games and win two or three of them, and that's what's wrong with that. And um, you mentioned Chris Conley's drops and and Minshew overthrew him. I want to say Chris Conley had two huge plays on Jacksonville's first drive of the second half. Uh, the Jags had third and five at their own forty-two yard line. Conley dropped it. It, it was a throw about twenty yards downfield, and Conley just flat out dropped it. Awful. Minshew made a great, fantastic throw. Very next possession. Jacksonville has in third and three. Conley catches it, but he gets called for offensive pass interference. Uh, and so again, boom, that blows up in their face. And you know what happens on the next play? So third and three becomes third and 13 because of the interference. The Dolphins sack Minshew and he fumbles it. And you can't have those fumbles, but you know, you're only backed up that far because of Chris Conley's offensive pass interference mistake. So his drops came in bad situations. Uh, that, so that PI you know, was, his receivers weren't helping him. That OPI was terrible. Almost as terrible as the Cam Robinson call. But the so drops, the drops if, and the drops. If you had to guess, coming into this game, where do you think Jacksonville ranked in terms of third down conversions and what percent do you think they had? They, they were probably top five. And I mean, they can, cause I mean, the first game, Gardner went 19 to 20. I'll guess sixty nine percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess seventy one percent. Okay, that that's ridiculously too high. Nobody hit seventy one percent. The Jaguars were number one in the league uh, coming to this game at uh, at at sixty two point five percent. 
after last year converting 34.6% of their third downs. And you know what? That's on us too. That's on us for not, right, exactly. Not realizing there's going to be some regression in the mean, even if it's in the form of drops or like bad spots or you're just not, like any number of different reasons. And tonight they were three of 10 converting third downs. That's probably why they lost the game. I mean, Breach talked about Conley's drop and then Conley's pass interference just sort of got my wheels turning on that. I remember that they had been really high on third down coming into the game. You can't live on third down. You can't do it. You can't do it in high school football. Maybe high school football. You can't do it in college football. Can't do it in professional football. You definitely, I mean, you really can't do it in the NFL. Like you can't live on third down. But here's and, the thing. That's, I mean, granted, you look at that number and at some point, okay, this, is it going to be this week, week three? Is it going to, is that when they come back to earth? The Dolphins defense sucks. I mean, they were absolutely railroaded. I mean, Josh Allen lit them up for 400 yards. He didn't have a 300 yard passing game prior to this season, correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, he had one so, in week one and then 400, 400 yard passing areas. Yeah. So, I mean, I will, but I will say this. So like, I thought that what the Jaguars did, the mistake they made offensively was that they kept lining up in like power run formations with Minshew under center and would run, uh, Robinson, James Robinson into the middle and, and Miami was just piling in on the, the center of the offensive line. Now he had a great, he had a bunch of great runs, but I mean, he was, you know, he only ended up with, but he had a monster game and he still only had 46 rushing yards because he had 83, 83 receiving yards on six catches. And the Jaguars were so much better offensively. This shouldn't be a surprise because he played in the effing air raid when they, they let Minshew sit back in shotgun and play with some tempo and spread it out. And you could have run Robinson that way and it, it like make a quick decision and make a throw. And I get it that, you know, they did it most of the, most of the returns you got on them were, um, you know, in the second half. And I, I don't know. I just, I just think that the offensive game plan was not what you wanted it to be. Like they should have opened it up and let him throw. And yeah. another, uh, and you mentioned the offensive coaching. Yeah. The offensive game plan. Also, Doug Marone had a weird thing in this game. So they went for it on fourth down three times, right? You know, when they should have gone for it on fourth down and they didn't on their very first possession, the Dolphins were up seven to nothing. Jacksonville gets fourth and four at Miami's 45 yard line. Like that is not doing? a situation. You're in Miami territory. There's no reason. If it's under fourth and five, you absolutely go for it. If it's over fourth and five, I get thinking about it a little bit more. But in, in the perfect, the perplexing thing he is punted that 45, he punted for 25 yards, net no, 25 but, yards. But in the second quarter, he had fourth and sixth from Miami's 36 and he went for that and they didn't get it. So it just does, and then obviously, like you said, you get no net yardage there. You only gain twenty five yards. Uh, or you moved him from the forty five to the twenty. Like, and, what and then Miami doing? drives down and scores a touchdown, goes up fourteen nothing. It's game over. It's like if you're going to give up the t- twenty five yards, means nothing in the situation. You get the first down, you drive down, you tie the game, and all of a sudden, you know, you grew your onions later in the game. But this is. uh <laughs> You got to go for it on that first drive, Dougie. You can't just decide later in the game. Oh, we're down twenty-one nothing or or fourteen nothing. We got to start going for these fourth downs. And they went zero for three on fourth downs. Uh, and maybe everything would have changed if he would have showed some confidence in his offense on that first drive, which he did not. All right. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the team that actually won the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived, thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance. Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. 
With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. So we're guilty of that, and maybe maybe everybody's guilty. I feel like we do it a lot. We talk about the team that lost first before the team that won. Well, it felt, I mean, it just felt like we talk about the mistakes that led to the outcome, and that's you. Well, it just does. felt like coming in this game, the Jaguars were three point favorites, and they pooped their pants in front of seventeen thousand Jaguars fans at, at home in a game where, like, you get to two and one, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like, do we have a shot at the playoffs? Which is ridiculous, of course, but like. I mean, you at least have to be thinking that at one on one or like, all right, we're in the mix in the division. Like if Tennessee loses this week in Minnesota, you know, we're tied for first place in the division. I mean, that's, that's not nothing in 2020 when it like, who the hell knows what can happen in 2020? You know, I mean, Minshew, you, know, you start to feel good about Minshew. You're playing against a team that's owned two with a bad defense. And so I guess that's why we're talking about it first. Miami, on the other hand, Ryan Fitzpatrick just came out guns blazing. I wonder, I had somebody tweet me this. I wonder if was this a little I didn't think about this until just now. Was this a revenge game for the Buffalo years? Ryan Fitzpatrick and Doug Marone? I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick cares. I think Marone got rid of him. He could have, but I mean he's been on eight teams. So he has a lot of revenge games lined up if that's the case. This is what we always see. I mean, don't forget a few years ago when he did this with the, the Buccaneers, he came sashaying into the press box, uh into the press room dressed who's Outfit was he wearing? Connor McGregor. Yeah. Or Deshaun Jackson. Traded with Deshaun. Oh, I thought it was Deshaun. Thank you, Breach. You're welcome. Self dunk again by Brinson. But the point is that, you know, he, there it is. Wait, wait, how did I dunk on myself? Yeah, I don't know if it was a dunking. You called me an old guy because I didn't know who it was. And in fact, it it was Deshaun Jackson, not Connor McGregor. But um, he he was dressing like Connor McGregor. But it was Deshaun's clothes. I think that's. Oh, uh, you know what? By, but Doug Marone did cut Brian Fitzpatrick. But again, he's played on eight football teams. But it's also hilarious. That Doug, and then Doug Marone quit on the Bills when he like had that weird option in his contract. He's like, you know, what? I don't want to coach you guys anymore. And Damn it! I wish down. I thought of that angle before this game. I definitely would have taken Miami. Well, Ryan so Fitzpatrick. Take Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're going to pick the Dolphins to beat every team that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played for because they're winning the Super Bowl. Then <laughs> no, just to beat all his old coaches. Anybody who's cut him, any of his old coaches who have cut him, like so. Like the t- here's the headline. Shocker, calling Bills release Ryan quarterback. Ryan. He dude, he was their start. Chain Gailey just giving him like an eighty million dollar contract. This was a shocking release. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Well, I picked him to cover. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I did my homework. I didn't Just want to minutes in the league, new league year, the Buffalo Bills and new coach Doug Marone announced a release starting quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick after two inconsistent seasons as starter. Lorenzo uh, Reyes video on there. Do you want the story to get better? Because then not only did he cut Ryan Fitzpatrick, he drafted EJ Manuel Ish. in the first round and said, all right, man, you're our, we're getting rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick and we're taking EJ Manuel. Yeah. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy that you always are looking to replace. I mean, fair or not. And he just hangs around forever and he he's, will get. He signed a six year, $60 million contract with in, in two. But he's cool with being replaced. He's got so much money in his bank account. He's like, I'm out. I'm the, I'm the perfect bridge quarterback because I don't care if you put me on the bench, but I'm going right. to go out there. I'm going to win games and run around like a crazy man and take hits and get first downs. I mean, he, he caught his own pass. 
the man caught his own pass. He caught his game. own pass earlier in the game. He was a lead blocker on a run play for Miles Gaskin, and he was actually moving. I was impressed with how well he ran. And it was laying, laying people out with blocks. Yeah, I think he's fine with being a backup. I think he's fine. Oh, like, my God. I totally forgot. All right, good. I think he's fine with being the guy. No, that's no, gonna, no, 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 no. That's, that's Brian, you'll remember this. That's going to ultimately be replaced by a franchise quarterback that's been drafted. Now Brian. I'm done, Brinson. Go ahead. Do you remember in 2013? No. God, I forgot about this. When the phone give me, call give me prankster. Some hints. When the phone call got online on the Bills general manager, got Buddy Nix and Mark Dominic on the phone together and like released the audio and like Buddy Nix was just bitching and moaning about Ryan Fitzpatrick the whole time. He's like, <laughs> we're talking about trading picks and he's like, we're still struggling here with our quarterback. We're not really struggling. He's going to have to do something and we'll have to. He's like, we just can't afford to pay that kind of money for a guy who's fighting for probably a backup job. And then they released him a little while later. God, I forgot about that. Do you guys want some Ryan Fitzpatrick trivia mixed in with a fun fact? Yeah. Yeah. Go crazy. Fun fact. Ryan Fitzpatrick has thrown a touchdown pass against the Jaguars with five different teams, which is an NFL record. Can you name the five teams he has played for when throwing a touchdown pass against Jacksonville? Bengals, Bills, Texans. Are those all right? Just go. Oh, five, oh, I'll tell oh. you. The, the, the five teams that Ryan Fitzpatrick has thrown a touchdown pass against the Jaguars with. Yeah. Yes. So yes. first of all, you, you, the Titans is number, you have to have the Titans in there. Cause they play yes. in the same position. Do we get them all? Hold on. You're just guessing random teams. I'm guessing teams he played for. What are you talking about? Titans. <laughs> he's, he's played for, for a quarter of the league. So wait, Titans. How many do we have right, Breach? Titans, uh, Texans. I lost track after, uh, okay. Titans, Texans, Jets. <laughs> Bills. All, all teams, I said. And Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. Uh, no on and, the Texans. Oh, and, uh, no that. on the Texans. Yes, on the Bengals. So I that was that, the fifth. So you I got four that, out of five. I said or you, first, you named six teams, Ryan, so I don't know if that counts as. Because you I'm going to give you guys me. four out of five. That's what you no, got. No, no, right, that's five out of five. Ryan got that. No other, no other quarterback in NFL history has even thrown a touchdown against one team with three different teams, or four different teams. Fitzpatrick has done it with five. So Jacksonville has to deal with him in five different uniforms. It's kind of crazy. There you um, go. Good job, guys. Yeah, I just found a story for me in 2013, 2012, in December. I love that Brinson uses the podcast to take a stroll down Brinson memory lane. I'm just, I just forgot that Mark Dominic and, and Buddy Nix got pranked by the, the old merge the calls, uh, merge the calls prank. Anyway, the this do- game was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick single handedly won it. I mean, besides the Dolphins defense showed up four sacks and Minshew, that was huge. So they did a lot better than we probably thought they were going to do based on the Bills and the Patriots games. I mean, but this was all Ryan Fitzpatrick. We talked about his 18 and 20. He was their second leading rusher, hit a rushing touchdown on that quarterback draw. He caught his own pass. He did everything. He by the way, rusher, the, passer, thrower. The the prop bet that you guys should have been on, and I only know about this because Jonathan Jones talked about it on, on HQ, the pregame show. Can't wait. 14 and a half rushing yards for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. And Minshew's over, too, in rushing yards. It was stupid. And always hits Minshew over, over 22 and a half completions, which was my walk. Boom. Did that hmm. hit? Yeah. Oh, it hit by 20. Oh, he had 30. Jeez Louise. Guy used captain check down. Um, anyway, yeah. I mean, look, I, I think there's a lot of positives here for the Dolphins. Uh, Mike Gusecki, you caught a touchdown. Looks like he's, and he only had 15, uh, receiving yards, but he only had three targets and one catch that touchdown because the Dolphins weren't throwing. 
Um, but he, he continues to flash. I think he might be the real deal and starting to come on to come into his own. Uh, definitely worth a fantasy pickup if you're struggling at the tight end position. Um, Devontae Parker, you know him, you love him. 69 yards in your face, Ryan. All Still not 100% percent either. So he's only going to get better. That's no, right. I got it. Um, yeah, Preston Williams going to touchdown pass. He doesn't look like he's all the way back from his ACL injury last year, but still a great catch. Breach talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was a fantastic throw to a tight window. Preston Williams made a great yep. catch. And uh, Miles Gaskin is legit. He's fun. you know what's, you know what's funny. Like I was thinking about Miles Gaskin. I was thinking about Lavisca Chanel during this game. Miles Gaskin didn't test well, but I liked him at Washington. But I was like, oh, he's a day three pick. I think he went undrafted. Yep. It's just, you, you can't get locked in on these guys based on just college and then crappy combines or whatever. I mean, you have this to. Is, this is good. And I know these teams suck, but like, this is a good lesson and don't pay running backs. I mean, Miles Gaskin's good and James, John Robinson, is it John or James Robinson? James. James Robinson's great. John Robinson. Oh, Titans GM. James Robinson's awesome. And like, both these guys were undrafted. And that's I mean, you why just they... don't need Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, who, by the way, aren't playing. That's why they cut, uh, Fournette. That's right. Yeah. I mean, James Robinson's just better than Fournette. Uh, and defensively, Miami's got a little way to go. They did better. Last week against the Bills, they played man defense the entire game and all they did were run crossing routes. And, um, Josh uh, Allen. Where was that? Where was that tonight? Jay Gruden, they played a little more zone tonight, it looked like. So at least they mixed it up. But yeah, there was nothing. There was just like, like as you've said throughout the podcast, let's, let's run the ball to the middle and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I, st- I, I like, I like what Miami's doing. I think Miami's, I think you, anybody who came into the season expecting Miami to win the AFC East is, is, was kind of tricking themselves. What but I think that we thought seven wins was reasonable. Uh, I thought it would be five or less personally. All right. I, I liked all the, I ranked the made. Dolphins as my number one last place team from 2019, the best chance to finish in first place in 2020. Okay. Do you yeah. still agree with that take? You know what? I, uh, the Cardinals probably. I had them at three. The Cardinals now, probably. Well, in on. first place. Can yeah, I? Well, they're tied for first place with two other very good teams, uh, and and the Dolphins are going to That's be. Tremendous. If the Bills well, lose well. to the Rams, the Dolphins are one game out of first place after three weeks, and that's assuming the Patriots win against the Raiders. So, and even if they do, they're still one game out of first place. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yourself. At least he didn't say the Bengals. That's all I'm happy about. Yeah. yeah, I had the Bengals rank six. I took my heart out of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, are, like you said, Ryan, I think they could still get the seven wins. I don't think that's too crazy. They're starting two rookie freshmen, two rookies on the offensive line, one on the left tackle, one on the right guard. So, I mean, there are a ton of young guys on that Jaguars defense, and they're just not coming together. Whatever, that's fine. I think they'll be good at some point, but they're not there yet. But I think all the young guys on, on that um, Miami offense, and we haven't seen Tua yet, and I – I'm guessing we see Tua when Ryan Fitzpatrick hits his inevitable rough patch. But um, for now, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And is- here, listen to this. Week 10 through week 13, this is who the Dolphins play. The Jets. Mm-hmm. The Jets. Two times mm-hmm. in a row with a bye in between. And yeah. the Bengals. That's three wins. Three free wins. All of a sudden, they're, they're if up we don't to get Tua Burrow. Well, maybe we won't get Tua Burrow. Anyway, uh, th- this game sucks. Let's get out of here. Uh, we, we did, we did, we talked as much as we possibly could. We will be back to, uh, if you're listening, we'll be back today. Later today, the picks pod will be up. It's fire. Uh, two straight weeks of podcast parlays have hit. I'm sure we'll go for a third. Talk to you guys later.